0: Comrade, it is I, Brother Kenny, welcoming you to Wandavision Podcast. Issue number three covering episode number two of the Wandavision series on Disney Plus. So I'm recording the same day as I recorded the previous episode because Disney was real cool in releasing two episodes at a time. Now, I don't know if that's the plan. I haven't looked into it. Are they going to keep this up? Or was it kind of a treat for people like me who had been really anticipating this show for a really long time? Or maybe because they've been hyping the hell out of it. I have never seen this many ads for anything in my life. Like, I haven't been on a bus in I don't know how long. I haven't even been outside, really. So I don't know if uh, the traditional billboards and uh, things on the side of the bus and inside the bus, that type of stuff. Maybe they saved some money there, so they went crazy on the TV stuff and took that extra money and went completely digital and online. So with all the hype surrounding it, they just wanted to really start off with a bang, start off the right way, give you two episodes to kind of wet your whistle. That sounds like an old-timey term. I think this show's rubbing off on me. If I start talking about the Chesterfield and the Armoire, you let me know. But one way or another, I'm not complaining that there's two episodes right out of the gate. But I'm kind of torn whether or not they should... Keep doing this, whether or not it should just be a single episode release every week or do this two at a time. Because if they've only got nine episodes and they're doing two at a time, in just over a month, this series is over. So I feel like today was just uh, an anomaly. They're going to go back to one episode at a time. And you know what? I'm kind of good with that. I'm probably going to live to regret my words. When stuff really starts happening and stuff gets really, really interesting. And I'm like, damn it. Careful what you wish for. Actually, while we're on that note, seriously, careful what you wish for. And I'm not just talking about deals with the devil and like genies who are known to swindle and mix your words and that type of stuff. You want a hot girl? Sure, no problem. She's always running a fever. She's eight years old and running a fever. Now you're in charge of a ward, and your Welch's juice bill is through the roof. But just like in regular life. Well, maybe it's just me. I don't consider myself particularly lucky. Uh, but anytime, you know, I, I work hard for something and push for something, it usually turns out bad. Unforeseen elements tend to pop up and... uh whatever dream I had before usually becomes a nightmare. Like, growing up, I was a fat boy, but I wanted to become an actor and, like, a lead male at that. I didn't want to be, like, the joke sidekick or, like, comedic relief. So I worked out very hard, uh, like, starved myself for a couple of years. But it happened. I got really slim and I had good genetics, so I looked pretty damn good. Young Kenny looked like a male model... And my dream was to be in movies with Hillary Duff, Anne Hathaway, and Kristen Crook. I wanted to do romantic scenes with them. And I felt like I had turned myself into a romantic lead type of guy. And I think that's the case because in theater school, they always cast me as lover boy. They always cast me as the romantic lead. But for whatever reason, they never ever gave me a good looking girl to work with. They always gave me some fat slob. And every time I'd look at the script, I'm like, this calls for an attractive... It literally says, rare, stunning beauty. This seems like one hell of a miscast. What's happening here? But I guess these theater cats were ahead of their time. They went with beautiful in the 2021 standards. So so not beautiful. Pretty bad on the outside, but even worse on the inside, actually. So I know this belongs more on the Kenny Ho show, but... Be careful what you wish for, because unless you're handsome and white, and I guess more and more so handsome and black, it's probably not gonna work out well for you. Yes, I know I've gone on a bit of a detour here, but I feel like it needed to happen. Clearly, I've got some anger to work out from my youth, but outside of that, I needed to rev myself up. I needed to infuse myself with some energy and enthusiasm because I hate to say it, but for the first like 15 minutes of this episode, episode two of WandaVision, I was really, really bored. Am I wrong? Am I weird for saying that or feeling that way? I'm not saying there weren't funny and charming moments, there were definitely some laughs and there's some stuff that worked for me. Like, right off the bat, that scene where uh, Wanda and Vision are in two separate beds, immediately I'm like, this is awesome. Man, I love this show. And Vision being the coward and Wanda pointing that out and in a cute and funny way absolutely worked for me. Don't lie. When those beds came together... You died a little on the inside. But then it went like 10 minutes without anything good happening. Is the neighbor's name Agnes? I think her name is Agnes. It would be very fitting for her to be Agnes. Because I've said it all along. But Agnes is a grandmother's name. In 2021, if you are having a kid, you cannot name her Agnes. You will ruin her life. Instead of picking up sports in school, she's gonna pick up knitting. Her glasses will be four inches thick by the time she's eight years old. And don't even think about dating. Who would who in their right minds gonna go ask Agnes out? You think a nice handsome boy like young Kenny would ever talk to his friends? Well Alright, this is all very hypothetical. Friends? So someone else named Kenny. Who has lots of friends. You think you think he's going to go up to his buddies and be like, Hey, what do you guys think? I was thinking about asking Agnes to prom. That's not a thing. That will never happen for your daughter. You've ruined her life. But in the 1950s, it's cool. It's the last time where that name was hip. Was age appropriate. Was all the rage. So this appropriately aged Agnes, the cool neighbor... She's a great character. I'm glad she's around. But even that initial scene she was in where she was like, I don't know, was she checking out the mailman? She was having like good old-fashioned 1950s type of banter with him. I'm like, is this what this show is? Is this the highlight of the show here? And it kind of was for the next like 12 minutes. I had to sit through them dealing with the first Karen. What was her name Dottie? Even on the show, even on the Disney show, she was a rude, crude, manipulative, nasty little thing. I mean, for a company that's as woke as Disney, don't y'all know Karens aren't cool anymore? Yes, you want your daughter to grow up to be a strong, independent woman, absolutely, who can take care of herself and handle herself, absolutely. But the line is drawn at psychotic, entitled bitch. Now I'm hoping eventually Wanda drops a piano on her. That'd be really satisfying. But the fact that it didn't happen in the first episode, meaning she's going to be a recurring character, that's pretty disappointing. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, they picked an actress I like, the chick from Buffy. And even though I understand they got to have some sort of antagonist, they got to have a villain, I'm like, is this the road they're going down? Their ultimate villain in the show is uh, Karen. I've definitely dropped a few shows in my life because it featured too many mean girls. Like that dark take on Sabrina. I enjoyed it up until she went to the witches' college or whatever, the witches' high school, and it was just mean girl after mean girl after mean girl. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to escape life where there are jabronis left, right, and center. I, I don't need this. I don't want to deal with this stuff when I'm home. Well, there's that. And also because Salem's not funny at all. And honestly, if this were not WandaVision, if this was not Elizabeth Olsen, 100% I would have dropped this show like five minutes in. But I'm glad I didn't because it does pick up. At some point, the radio starts playing something cool, something that's futuristic for them. And then you hear somebody's voice. I'm assuming somebody's coming to the rescue of Wanda in the real world where her vessel is being kept. Because he's asking her, Wanda, who did this to you? Or who's doing this to you? Or something like that. From then on, the episode is awesome. Because from there, the energy is good, the pacing is good. And what's happening on screen is good. Like, that magic show was definitely way better than I thought it was going to be. At the beginning, part of why I was bored was like, I'm like, oh, they're putting on a magic show for the neighborhood. Why am I doing this to myself? But it was definitely the highlight of the show. Turns out if Vision accidentally gets some gum in his system, for whatever reason, he'll show up like he's drunk. It was definitely gripping, because it was actually funny because there was that one-liner from the dude um, who got fired in the first episode. The dude with a mustache that covers 40% of his face. That dude's now my favorite. Every time he shows up, it's gold, Jerry. And I was genuinely intrigued by how Wanda was going to get out of uh, each of... How she was going to fix each of uh, Vision's screw-ups. Oh, how is she going to get out of this one? Oh, and I forgot to mention... I don't know if they're a couple, but this is the first time you see black people on this show. The lady, I didn't really care for. She was neither here nor there for me. But I love the fact that the dude looked like Fat Albert. I'm like, that's a great call. I hope he does physical comedy like Farley. Just for a sitcom, once again, this show's got a lot of gentle humor. They need to work on their laugh out louds. And at the end of the episode, after all that zaniness of the magic show... You know, the part that saved this episode. Wanda and Vision go home, and she is totally preggers. Gotta say, didn't see that one coming. Won't lie, died a bit more. This frackin' skin job knocked her up. Which should be impossible. He may look like a man, but he's no man. He's got synthetic balls. Don't worry, Lizzie, I'll push you down the stairs. You'll thank me later, because that's the devil's child in your womb. El Diablo! But then before that goes any further, they hear a noise like the big thumping from the beginning of the episode, and they finally go and check it out. And then they see someone popping out of the sewer, like a ninja turtle. I mean, it wasn't, but it was a dude in a beekeeper suit. Now it would have been much better if he were in a bee suit. Ay, 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 la policie. To be fair, I wasn't expecting some dude to come out in a beekeeper suit. So it's all right. I'll go along with it. But then Wanda does something. So it leads me to believe she's got way more control than uh I guess we're led to believe at first. doesn't seem like she's totally there against her will because she's like, no. And then completely gets rid of that situation, gets herself out of that situation and back into the nice romantic moment she was the magical moment she was having with her husband and their new unborn demon seed. It seems like the beekeeper was somebody who's there to try to save her, try to help her, but she doesn't want to be saved. Because I assuming vision is dead in reality. Which part of me is like, oh, this is a ride-or-die type of chick. And she looks so damn good, they're like, well, they don't exist. Not for dudes like me, I guess, at least. But I suppose if you're good-looking enough and your house is big enough and your bank account has enough zeros in it, you know, with a one before all of them or more, then maybe. But on the other hand, I'm just like, Lizzie. Come on, look at you. You can get anybody you want. That guy is borderline an inanimate object. You're a nice girl. I don't want to look down at you. But it's almost kind of sad. You're too close to the situation to truly see it for what it is. But just think about it this way. If old Kenny goes and buys himself a sex doll or two, he's a disgusting pig. A real pervert. Without that little gemstone in his head, Vision is just a colorful sex doll. And you are about five years and, I don't know, like 40 pounds away from being a skeezy pervert. But back to the show, the episode ends with them going into full color. There were hints at color throughout the episode. I'm sure there was some kind of metaphor there, but damned if I know what that meant I'm not even sure what the color meant at the end is it because you know now there's a demon child in her now but they don't know that so they're like oh it's so beautiful it's breeding life into my life I'm like did you notice there's a lot of reds are you not aware there's a dude who lives below Who's just waiting for an opportunity to destroy the Earth. Who's also red. It's time to call it a die. Yeah, you're right. Overall, this was a half good episode. The first half was real rough and real boring. But then it picked up. To be pretty fun. Kind of memorable. I think I'll remember the magic show for a very, very long time. And I hope as the show progresses... It looks like they're going to shift styles, like comedic styles. It looks like every episode is, at least the opening is a different sitcom. So maybe as, but honestly, these past two episodes have felt the same. They've both felt like there's the exact same style. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but I hope so. I hope they can shift to a style and base their sitcom around something that's much, much funnier. All right, so I'll talk to you next week, probably a couple times if you decide to tune into the Kenny Ho Show as well. But if not, next Friday, Disney Plus, Wandavision, must-watch television, and right after, probably not right afterwards, like hours afterwards. Actually, I wonder when it comes out because I stayed up till like one o'clock uh, last night uh, at the time of this recording. So the Friday night, the fifteenth. To see if I could watch WandaVision right away. I figured it was like a video game. Like right at midnight. It'll drop. But it didn't. And it didn't even drop after 1 o'clock. So I wonder when exactly they dropped the new episode. But one way or another. You'll definitely hear from me next Friday. For more WandaVision podcast. But until that day. Go live life to the max, him off. Farewell, comrade.